This episode of the Mayfair Theater Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast, episode 39. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. And? And that's it. The end. <laughs> no. Well, it's, uh... Um, There's always, like, this little gap of silence after we say our names, like... Yeah, a dramatic that's pause. That's it. Those are our names. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I noticed this week, to get right on topic... We have four Ottawa premieres this yeah. week. Yeah. There's so much going on that there's Very. not enough room for all of the movies in the poster spots. Yeah. And, and it just reminds me of anyone who was worried a while back about competition or that we wouldn't be able to get certain movies or home entertainment or whatever, that we still have four Ottawa premieres this week and are holding over. We pretty much have one every week. Like I pretty much, have a yeah. little calendar for us in the office that we can keep track of this stuff like in one shot. And, yeah. And... We pretty much have something every week, if mm-hmm. not two things. Yeah, and and now, especially like with this week, it's like, what is it? A, a premiere on Friday, premiere on Saturday, and then two premieres midweek. Um, all very different films. And on top of that, like a kids matinee and a, a rental of a local short film festival or an anthology film. Mm-hmm. So like just so much stuff. And it's like, I, I always just look at the uh, main page of our website with uh, the premiere posters. And again, somebody, and now I just, I cut and paste with an apology, but somebody said, I can't remember what movie it was, but on Twitter they said, any chance you guys are getting this film? And I said, well, you get the cut and paste answer of if it's not on the premiere page, uh, then we don't know. I know some Smiley face. Yeah, <laughs> I know um, one of our regulars stopped by after Goodnight Mommy last night and asked me if we were going to play... Room, not the room. Room, yeah. I got confused for a second, and I was like, uh, I'm sure you know the answer to this. But he yeah. meant room. Yes. Uh, based on the book. And yeah. that's sort of the answer I gave him. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, probably, it's if like, we can. Well, the Bytown is premiering it. Yeah, so. So we'll probably get it, because. After that. I think they're showing it for a week, and there's a lot of buzz sure around it. Do well, yeah. Yeah, so. It's very likely. I wonder what Tommy Wiseau That's thinks about what I said. there being another film called Room. Like, he must have an opinion on this. He must be like, they're, 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 they're riding my coattails. He needs <laughs> to get over himself. That'll be a weird marquee. Yeah. Oh, man. Room at 9 o'clock room, 11.30, the room. Oh, I want the fates to be that the, we get the, it in about a bad room. A, yeah, we get it in about a month. And the marquee says, like... Room, the room. Yeah. 7 o'clock room, 9 o'clock something else, 11 o'clock the room. I hope it's something cool that makes it sound like a song. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, I was thinking about The Room because of, what was the other one somebody was asking about? Yeah, this, is, is any, anything, oh, somebody was asking about the new, there's a new Meryl Streep movie coming out. And somebody asked me about that like nine months ago. And I looked it up and I was like, well, it's still in production, but I'm sure we'll get <laughs> well, it eventually. But as soon as they're I, done, I was going to sh- say, is it Suffragette? Because I brought that up already. It might be Suffragette. 
Is that... It's coming out on the 23rd. Yeah, so I said, that's coming out for, like... I told them this, like, a year ago. I said, well, I'm... Sh- I... Meryl Streep's in it, so I could hazard a guess they'll be releasing it. Plus another, like, yeah. bunch of super cool ladies. Yeah, and so I, I would hazard a guess they're releasing it for Oscar season, so it's probably going to be one of those, like, limited releases in, in November, December, and then a wide release after that. Mm-hmm. And but we we lucked out the last few years of getting Oscar movies around the Oscars, mm. uh, just because they would have made their big push in the in the multiplexes, and then and then we got well, them. especially last year because of the weekly programming. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, made a huge difference. And so like we had like Birdman and Gravity and a bunch of other stuff like right when they were in the public eye. Yeah, yeah. So when I, they had the most buzz, really. Yeah. So that could happen That's again. Not just Oscars. Yeah. And, and somebody was asking about some stuff, and I said, anytime we show like a really critically acclaimed kind of thing, there's a chance we'll bring it back for Oscar buzz, because I can't remember. We're we, going to try to. Yeah, we've yeah. done that a couple times with like a documentary that came out much earlier in the year. Might have been Ida, if I remember yeah. correctly. Oh, yeah. And then we that brought wasn't it back. a documentary, though. It was like no. a black and, black and white. We played German that so was. far ahead of time. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> we signed to the future. Like, it came out in, like, it, and then it April or something. Stuff. Yeah. And then it got an award or nomination, like, 11 or 10 months later. Yeah. So that that's... I always say never say never when, when people say, can you bring this back? And just say, we... We have one screen, and we we are being blessed with so many premieres and cool things and events and stuff. So every once in a yeah. while, stuff comes back. But often, if you miss that first week or two weeks, it's, it's gone then. But the Bytown, yeah. with their two-month programming situation, will sometimes bring things back for a day or two. Yeah. So keep an eye on them. I think that happened with them, The and, and like they had... Something went wrong. It's a power outage. There was a power yeah. outage. And then they had some movie and they couldn't reprogram it till quite a while later yeah. because they, the, it's the blessing. And the, it's like we're both ends of the spectrum and there's no right answer. But the Bytown. It must be so nice in, man, a, in a way yeah, to yeah. be like, okay, here's the next two months you of go. your life organized. Yeah. But then, and so I think that's cool, but I like the weekly schedule because yeah. it's more work. But then you get to either at the last minute say, Film the blank says we can screen them the and just so go. Much better. Yeah. yeah, and hold things over like what like so. This week we're holding over uh, two films actually because we have this changes everything. The the environmental documentary that's that's quite the buzz and we've done quite well with, and then matinees of the Pixar movie Inside Out. So that's the situation where just we were able to say, oh, Disney's not going to throw that in the vault yet. We can still show Inside Out for another weekend, mm-hmm. and. This changes everything. Is doing super well. Yeah, lots of people want to see it. So there's only one evening show though this week. It looks like yeah. everything else is a matinee. And I think that's just because we were already locked in with uh, Painted Land. Yeah. So the auto premiere of uh, Painted Land, which is a documentary about the group of seven, is on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, the 21st and 22nd at seven o'clock. So I think that's what pushed. This changes everything to a matinee screening. Which well, there's also there's just a lot going on this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got with four premieres. I can understand why it's only in matinee slots. Yeah, and and it really. I mean, sometimes someone once a while back. What was it? It was um, Snowpiercer. Someone was upset with us that it was only on in the nine o'clock slot, and I said, well, you know, like if you if you go to a multiplex for such things, they have the luxury of of playing the hell out of a movie like that, and they'll play it. 
like at 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4. They'll just play it all yeah. day. And if 10 people show up for each screening, yeah. they're really just relying on your candy bar yeah. purchases. But for us, it really does fall into the, you know, a, a film that might appeal to an older crowd or a family crowd. We'll get the matinee slot. Seven will be something slightly more mainstream or buzzworthy. And then nine is often the, the cult film or the slightly more mature film. Well, yeah. And also, like, it's past certain people's bedtime. You oh, just, yeah. You sort of have to plan things out, you know? If people go to bed at 8 o'clock... Yeah. They're not going to come. They're not going to plan a movie that they want to see for 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> we know everyone's bedtime. Yeah. yeah. My bedtime. <laughs> yeah. I can't come see... Man, like, we... What was it? There was a midnight movie we screened a while back, and I just really wanted to see it, and I, I couldn't stay. I just couldn't. I was like, oh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> I can't do it. But even, like, that's why I'm glad uh, in, our, in, our, in the past few years, although we still do have the occasional midnight film, more and more of what would have been a midnight film, now we're screening at 9. So yeah. like, like next week, we have on the 21st and 22nd, 9 p.m. screenings of Yakuza Apocalypse. And I think once upon a time, that might have been like a midnight film. And so, and just, I, I don't think it's just, and man, that movie's two hours and five minutes long. Mm-hmm. So watching that starting at midnight. Is, it means I get home at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's a late <laughs> night. And, and I know there's. Or Andrew does. Yeah. yeah. If he gets home at all. <laughs> and I know there's. But not sleeping at the bus station. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cow- coward under, under popcorn bags. For warmth. We just got two new premieres booked. Yeah, right before I turned off my phone to uh, do this, speaking of premieres, there's, that's how fast it's coming in. So we'll do this podcast, and then I'll go home and make up posters, and Andrew will put it on Facebook. And so like, we've got more stuff coming that, you know, it's no secret. It's like we find out, and then it goes up on Mel, social Mel's, media. Mel's very excited for the uh, Ottawa premiere of Knock Knock. Knock from, Knock from, e, from director e, Eli, Eli Roth, Roth, starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, that's the film where Eli Roth uh, is home alone. His wife and kids go yeah. to the beach, and then these two attractive young women show up to like use his phone and whatever. And, and then and then they end up seducing him and then turning psycho on him. And it man. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Is it a horror film? Yeah, yeah, like a home invasion kind of thing. Yeah. It's Eli Roth, so yeah. one can only assume, I guess. Eli Roth, it, where did he come from? Cabin, not Cabin in the Woods. From cabin Quentin cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. So it's, it's Quentin's fault, right? Fallas. It's like, <laughs> did Quentin, like, present Cabin Fever or something? No, he, he did, uh, he produced Hostel 1 and right. 2. Right, right. Man, I, I, when I was in Vegas a couple years ago, Eli Roth would, had... I don't know what the word is, produced, but made a, a haunted house. Oh. And I didn't go anywhere near it, because I like horror films and stuff, but I just but imagine this haunted house like would... Like, brutal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I just imagine it being, like... Haunted, hostile. Yeah. Death. I, and it's like, a normal haunted house is, like, you know, like a skeleton popping out at you, but this one, I just imagine just... This was, like, an R-rated haunted house? Yeah. Like a chainsaw and, pretty close to your face? It's interesting, but I'm like, I don't want to go. And it had, like, you know, actors, and, and like, I wouldn't want to go anywhere no. near that thing. Man. Uh, my sisters were in Girl Guides, and we went to Saunders Farm a couple of times, oh, yeah. and they have a haunted house, but, like, there's people that chase you around in yeah. said haunted house, and it's, like, that's too much for me. Well, there, there's um, the same way that there's, you know, um, Civil War recreation kind of things. Mm-hmm. There's zombie stuff like oh, that. Oh, God, no. Where you can go, I forget where it is, but I'm sure there's multiple ones nowadays, but you can go to, you know... If it was in Ottawa, it would be like on the outskirts of Ottawa, like a Saunders Farm kind of thing. 
And you would go, and there's X amount of actors in zombie makeup, and they say, like, you know, if they, if they bite you, you lose a point. If they do this, you lose a point. If you hit one of them with your paintball butt gun, you, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, it's like an interactive paintball Is situation. It, yeah, okay. and I don't know if it's paintball. I thought it was, but, like, an escape room where yeah. you're, like, being mauled by zombies. I think it might be like that as well, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm far, f- like, if that happened, like, suspension of disbelief might turn off in my head. And if I was holding, like, you know, a shovel or something, I might hurt an actor who yeah. is dressed as a zombie and jumping you out at me. You could seriously hurt somebody by accident with a paintball gun. Yeah. So, or like, a laser gun. So I think it's something like that, like Eli Ross thing. But, he, like, he's... Like, he's... Like, he... What was he? In, in, um, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. So he got, like, some, some acting recognition in that. Mm-hmm. But he's... I admire that he's kind of sticking to the outskirts and doing these, but he's very Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And, and whether this is an insult or a compliment, is he doesn't have an original bone in his body. And he's very much like with Quentin, you look no, at. I think Tarantino has some originality in him. I don't know, not much though. Like, like he, he's very talented, but could he do a movie that wasn't heavily what based he in a genre? Yeah. Like, like, you look at like Kill Bill and it's like the Bruce Lee costume, and you look at. Inglorious Bastards, and it's very like uh, just a mishmash of genres and stuff, and, and it's very good It'd at what be he does. Interesting to see, if yeah, he could pull it off, yeah. But it's like, right. and, and Eli Roth, like with with you know, it's it's very tribute to like seventies and kind of kind mm-hmm. of gory, um, dry well, yeah, movies. Yeah, like, like Eli Roth, he's a fanboy, right? He likes all yeah. these gore movies from the seventies and eighties. So yeah. Green Inferno, which I don't think we're showing. Yeah. And Knock Knock, <laughs> which we are showing, yeah. are throwbacks. Actually, Knock Knock is a remake of oh, a 70s film well, called there you go. Um, yeah. Death Game. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't even... And then, and then like, with Quentin, how he kind of got in trouble for um, Reservoir Dogs years ago of where does the line of homage to ripoff break mm-hmm. because, like, the opening, like, slow-motion walking stuff is, like, frame per frame a film that already existed. So is that homage? Is that just unoriginality? Like I think it's just all in the execution. I mean, you know, there's there's I hate the word homage. Yeah. But there's that and yeah. then there's I hate just, it because it's said in English and it's a French yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> What's the English word for it then? There isn't one. It's like croissant. Well there's they a just... story there's a story at John Landis, the director of um Animal House and uh, and he's in the the National Pan- National Lampoon documentary that we're showing yeah. this week. He has this great story about he he used to have lunch with Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, and uh, they went and saw Dress to Kill together, the Brian De Palma movie. Right. Which and Brian De Palma was you know he did his homages to yeah Hitchcock, and Hitchcock hated the film right because he felt oh this is ripping me off yeah. And John Landis was like, no, you don't get it. It, it, This is a homage. Compliment to you. And Hitchcock was like, you mean fromage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like even now, like there's a, uh, the name escapes me, but there's one or two poster artists out there now. Um, And most of the stuff is just like, you can get their stuff off their website. It's limited edition. So it's not stuff that's actually being used for theatrical runs. But they're. Except on our flyer. Except on our, (laughs) yeah. But they're, they're. They're complete rip-offs of Drew Struzan. Mm-hmm. Like, down to, like, the way Drew has these, like, very distinctive kind of thick brush strokes and kind of yeah. lens flares. Mm-hmm. And so you look at it, and it's beautiful stuff, but you're just, like, you're just 100% tracing you're making money Drew off Struzan. Of else's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's one... The, this guy did a poster for 
and he has like a booth at like New York Comic Con and so like that. So it's like I think you can like buy a license essentially, and so you pay Disney X amount of dollars or X amount of percentage, and then you're allowed to make Star Wars posters, and oh, then they get you're like, like part of the crew. Yeah, they get like a, they get like a cut. And there's this beautiful Star Wars poster he did, and it's like it's like. It, I, it must have been taken from like a like a, a photo that leaked or something, but it's like Luke and he looks all cool. He's got a lightsaber and it's like a rainstorm or something. And it just has, it says episode seven, tiny at the bottom, oh. December 2015. And it's beautiful. I like those the most because they have so little blah, blah yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Not yeah, Mel doesn't like posters that, that have the Stuff. date on them. Oh, no. So, so, that, when, date, <laughs> uh, the so that when we the put the posters on the flyers, you know, yeah. the date is not our date. So yeah. I, I try my, I've, I've learned more and more and I try to block out or erase the date and 3D <laughs> because mm-hmm. whenever everyone's while we'll show a kid's movie like like uh, like Spongebob or Inside Out and on the bottom there's a thing that says in, in, in 3D, 3D or like so I can kind of erase that some sort of sponge pun yeah. with the date. The date, yeah. It just takes Sponging up, up November yeah. 22nd. Well, I, I it was, takes up the bottom third of the poster. I was really proud of myself and figured out, um, with help from my wife, Gwen, of course, because she's smart and I'm not, um, on the, the dope poster, which is this lovely simple poster with the three kids kind of on bikes with a blue sky. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like a sponge erase thing you could do on the old Photoshop type stuff. And I just went to the date and went like, bop, bop, bop. And it, mm. it went away. And I remember showing Mel, and we were both so excited. We were like, ah, take that date. You're gone now. Because we don't get stuff till, if we're lucky, a couple months, if sometimes a bit sooner. One but, thing that I noticed. Yeah. We've got the Ottawa premiere of Tales of Halloween on October 16th, and that's the actual date on the poster. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I felt yeah, so sometimes, good. Yeah, sometimes it aligns, which is nice. Yeah, and, and, and that's cool because I love... You know, like when we're when we're screening Inside Out, Pixar isn't getting on the line and helping us on Twitter or Facebook because no. they've got other things to do. <laughs> but whenever we show something a la Tales of Halloween, it's great. Like they're all over Twitter, they're all over Facebook, they're they're making sure to send us the posters and doing all this kind of stuff. So uh, I'm not sure who the distributor is, but a lot of smaller distributors are like that. Yeah. The distributor for this changes everything is sort of like that too, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and and speaking of, of anthologies, we're, we're doing another one at, at uh, Christmas time, and it's called, yeah. what's it called? A Christmas Horror Story? Yeah, Santa Claus versus and it's, yeah. yeah, William Shatner. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> That's a good title. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I think we talked about it, but it's, it's, it's William Shatner as a DJ telling Christmas oh stories. God. And that's the anthology bit. So they probably got, you know, Shatner to come in for like a day. Halloween edition. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the stories is Krampus. And like, there's four or five stories. And the producers, writers, like there's um, some of the credits include like, is like some of the folks who did the Ginger Ginger Snaps trilogy. And I love those movies. I've only seen the first Ginger Snaps, which is really good. It's really, because the first one's like, like... You know, Snaps was like the movie that you saw at every blockbuster ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the second one's more of a ghost story. And the third one is a, I, I don't know if it's an alternate universe prequel, but it's set more in like pioneer times. Yeah. But I really like them. So, but I was, I've been the, one of the producers emailed me uh, and then said that one of the directors is an Ottawa boy hmm. and is very excited about us screening it. And so he's hoping to drop by. Nice. And I said, we don't know the exact time. Like, it'll be the nine-ish time slot. But I said, you know, that'll be easy for a Q&A because we won't have, like, a... If it was at seven, you kind of are limited. Like, yeah. you got 15 minutes, go. So, and then 
Coincidentally, I chatted with one of the writers on Twitter who's also from Ottawa. Cool. So if things work out well, we're going to have both of them come and visit and do a Q&A uh, in December when we screen the, the horror story. That's oh, sweet. nice. And again, that's all the magic of social media and email. Like, like doing that a few years back would have been, you know, sending letters and phone calls and hassling, and now it's all yeah. just like, yeah, drop by, guys. So, so that's another anthology horror film that we have coming up in a couple months uh, after Tales of Halloween, which we screen um, this Friday and uh, Sunday. There's also a local production, The Mo- yes. Monster Pool, which is pretty long. It's like a whopping 150 minutes. Man, and that's like a series of short horror films shot in Ottawa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it... I was reading about it, and I'm not positive if it's a anthology or just like more of like a collection of a bunch of shorts. Um, I think it's a collection of a bunch of shorts. It's an Ottawa shorts. horror anthology. Anthology, okay, yeah. Featuring segments by 20 local filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And they're all monster stories and stuff. Presented by Vincent Valentino, who has shown stuff here before. He presented yeah. Biff Wellington a while back. Oh, okay, yeah. And Andrew J.D. Robinson, who will forgive me, I don't know him, but... Stuff like that's always... Fun. So from a, from a business owner point of view, stuff like that's always good because admittedly, local films, and especially a local film with 20 filmmakers... Yeah. Will draw a crowd. It's twenty mm-hmm. grandmas. Yeah, it, it, it's it's twenty <laughs> and fifty cousins. Yeah, yeah, it's it's twenty sets of moms and dads and uncles and aunts and boyfriends and girlfriends and extras and extras and and so in this case it's a rental so they've just they've paid to to rent out the place mm-hmm. but it means all those folks might come and buy popcorn and look at the theater and what I find there's always people who come to these who have never been here before. And walk in and go like, oh, a movie theater, and then hopefully yeah. they'll come back. So, so I love it when, Whoa, we, when we host this is what that. What it looks like in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I know from experience and from uh, that that filmmakers love being screened in here because it's way more fun than, you know, if you're screening somewhere and they're essentially pulling down a sheet and screening on foldout chairs. <laughs> it's still pretty cool to see your stuff with a crowd, but it's way cooler to see your stuff and then look and be like. Oh, my Nick. mom's hanging out on the couch. Yeah, and, and that that this, this you know Inside Out screened earlier today, or or you know an Oscar caliber movie screening next week, and my my film is screening right in between that, and that's always fun when, yeah. when you're anytime when the mar- whatever the marquee. And we actually do the marquee, yeah. Yeah, and so like what's what's that day? So they're coming in on Sunday, Sunday the eighteenth at six thirty. Yeah, so that means that day, like, yeah, Tales from Halloween will be on there. And this changes everything will be on there. So it's just cool to, to have your your title up there with a couple other, you know, big shot films. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that'll be fun. And it, it, that's another in the long Halloween string themed. of Halloween the things. And hopefully maybe these guys will make this an annual tradition. Because in the past years, I did a few called Killer 63. And, you know, never say never. I might do it again. But it's just, it's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. <laughs> oh, man, it's a lot of work. And, and it's just, you know. Doing your own film is hard enough, but then when you're wrangling like 15 local filmmakers or, or guys from out of town. Deadlines are always rough. Deadlines are the worst, and, and everybody who means well and is trying very hard always misses the deadlines. So it's just, it's a lot of work. And so I just had a lot of other things that I was working on. So I'm glad to see stuff like uh, The Monster Pool and the Cellar Door Film Festival and other things that are still around. So if somebody says to me, Oh, I, I have a short horror film. I could point at Cellar Door yeah. or point at these I monster pools. I got to meet pool. Gina actually yesterday. She oh, cool. Off, she 
they have an ad with us. Yeah. So, but she stopped by to see Goodnight Mommy, and she was like, hi, this is me. Are you I, Mel? <laughs> like, I have not met anybody yet, to my knowledge, but I love these guys. Like, she's super nice. Like, they're, 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 they're bringing an awesome-looking movie to the Mayfair that I fully admit I don't know if we would be able to bring, just yeah. because it's a risky endeavor to bring stuff like this sometimes. And because they're bringing it, we don't have to. And we could just wish them best and help spread the word. And, and help spread the word as much as we can, yeah. And then they're doing a couple screenings over at our friends at uh, Live on Elgin. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then completely selfishly, I'm like, oh, I hope in the future they can just do expand and do more screenings with us. Because this is kind of, they're doing one screening here and a few at Live on Elgin. Mm-hmm. And I admit, I shamefully have not been into Live on Elgin yet, despite knowing Hansen friends. Yeah. I know. Because Handsome Mark does... Improv. Uh, improv there. And every... With also, well, Jeremy, I don't know if you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would recognize him to see him, but yeah. two of them. And, like, every damn time, it's like, I'm working here, or I'm out of town, or my friend's band is playing, so I'm double booked. Like, yeah. I often get text messages from Handsome Mark on Sunday evening. Who's like, Handsome Mark? Handsome Mark. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Horror. Rocky. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sure he loves the that nickname. <laughs> He does, he does. It came out in, it was just somebody was like, I said Mark, and they went, who? And I, I work with him every once in a while doing like freelance techie stuff like at Blues Fest or whatever. And he's quite handsome. And I said, I said, handsome Mark. And they 100% knew who I meant. Yeah. And they went, oh, right, handsome Mark. You'd know him to see him. That's, yeah, but that, that's insinuating that there, there's a not handsome Mark. <laughs> there <laughs> so, are lots of not handsome somewhere. Marks. <laughs> I think Mark Ruffalo is not as handsome as handsome Mark. And I like Mark right. Ruffalo, so they and Mark Ruffalo's <laughs> handsome, very handsome, and yeah. I think handsome Mark, but, but in not the as equation, handsome as handsome he's Mark. Less handsome than handsome Mark, yeah. He's gonna love that we've devoted a podcast <laughs> to handsome Mark. Or you ever Ch- see Wayne's World Two, where they go to the, the <laughs> yeah. radio station? And they're like, it's the handsome Dan show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go up to this really good-looking guy, like, hey, <laughs> handsome Dan, yeah. and he's like, I'm not handsome Dan. That's yes, handsome yeah. Dan, and it's Harry Shearer. <laughs> Shear, <yeah. laughs> This, like, short, like, older guy. I think that's sad for poor Harry Shearer. Okay, Shear. Mark is not Shear. actually a troll. He's very handsome. Yeah. For real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so... Okay, so, what else do we have? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what do we... Okay, so we have talked about Yakuza Apocalypse and Painted Lips, two very different movies. Pa- no, 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 no. Painted Lips. Not Painted Lips. Not Painted Lips. Painted Land. Painted Land. Painted Lips Save is for not, seniors. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All the seniors listening to our podcast... Painted Land, The Group of Seven, Doc, and Yakuza Apocalypse, The Blood and Guts. Takashi Miki. Takashi Miki movie. That's both next uh, Wednesday, Thursday. The other Ottawa premiere is Tales of Halloween on Friday. The other Ottawa premiere is Drunk Stoned Brilliant Dead. The story of the National Lampoon. Which looks really fascinating. Yeah. I love these behind-the-scenes documentaries when they're done well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I fully admit, I have never read a National Lampoon a bit before my time. (laughs) But it's a fascinating... Well, they're probably hard to find. I mean, it, it, you yeah. know, it was a magazine from the, the 70s and 80s. I was curious if, if the, they might have, like, best of, like, tomes there, at the library. Um, or... There's a book called Drunk Stone Brilliant Dead, I believe, which okay. is the, the history. It's like a coffee table book that's the history of the yeah. magazine, and it's got pictures it and everything. so heavy. And it's just, like, um, a, a fascinatingly different time that went away, like, in a snap, where yeah. magazines in the very recent past were really important and they're still hanging on there, but it's not the same. Like, like they, we still have Rolling Stone and National Geographic, but there was a time when magazines, like magazine stores and, and, and um, little kiosks of magazines, and they'd be in your home all the time. I don't know anybody who has magazines on a coffee table anymore. Like when you go into someone's house, I can't, I, I don't Playboy's know. getting rid of nudity. 
I read that today. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense because it's like, well, how can they compete with the internet? Yeah. Wow. One of our regulars was like, I kind of want to subscribe now so that I can get one, like the last nudes. Well, the, the, the funniest was back in the day of magazines, a roommate of mine had picked up a, um, Playboy magazine, because somebody he liked was on the cover, some pseudo-celebrity from, like, Twin Peaks or somebody like that. Um, But a few times I've actually done the joke of, like, oh, I'm reading this for the articles. And once it was, like, a a really good article, Samuel L. Jackson, or, like... They do good, really good interviews. Yeah, do, though, yeah. And and it's just weird, bizarre that it's around, and now, so tame, like... But then, like, I don't know why that's a joke, because that's, like, sort of insinuating the dudes don't read... And are like, dumb yeah. and only about boobs. And I that's think that's kind the, of annoying. I think that's what the thing is, because like other magazines, it's kind of true though. Yeah, <laughs> like like more as, as we had mentioned. If you the, want it to be. I still haven't listened. Listen, to, it. listen yeah. to my new podcast, <laughs> only about boobs, hosted by Andrew Lapointe. <laughs> that would get so many more listens I'm than this podcast. I'm going to talk about that half hour in Fort Tilden today. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I missed Fort Tilden. I didn't. Oh see my it god, good. it's just boobs. It'd be for you. Well, no, so, so the end, the, the, the climax of the film, not really a spoiler, because it's not like Citizen Kane or something, but these two flighty, posh New York young Hipster. ladies are trying to yeah. get to the beach, and it's a slapstick bike ride of a way to the beach that's very funny, but, but delves into drama as well. And at the end, they get to the beach, meet the people they had met at a party, and the two girls at the beach are topless on this beach. So our two heroes... One, sort of like one very quickly, and the other one very timidly also go topless so they can be cool like the other two yeah. ladies there. And in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie is this conversation with Boops. just four naked ladies. Um, boob, boob Beach. But it, yeah. man, it, it's, what, it's already come and gone, but it's one of those movies that is the, the epitome of not for everyone. I, I have good friends who would have been, been driven nuts a third of the way through that movie. Um, but... I really liked it a lot, and and I and I didn't realize that that one of the the young ladies is Chris Elliott's daughter, um, oh. of David Letterman and briefly Saturday Night Live and various hilarious. Really? Ca- yeah, the, the 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 blonde, the, the shorter blonde, is Chris Elliott's daughter. Wow. And and then I flashed back and I remembered Chris Elliott on Dave like a year ago talking about how proud he was of his daughter, and I'm like, oh, he was talking about this oh movie. My God. Yeah, because this movie kind of did. I think was finished in like 2013 and maybe did the festival circuit. So it's a little bit, sometimes movies take a little bit to, to hit, hit their stride and get mm-hmm. out into theaters. But yeah, the, the, it's, um, but yeah, I really liked it a lot. And I, and I think these, the two actresses in it, I think would be interesting to see. I think they got a lot of buzz and see what they do, do next. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a movie that we just screened. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we should talk about Grandma. Grandma. With, uh, grandma. Lily Tomlin. With the, Lily really Tomlin. Good. the amazing, amazing Lily Tomlin, who has it's been... her first lead role in, in years. In, yeah. Because before that, like recently, she's just been doing like ensemble stuff. Yeah. Well, like, she did what, Grace and Frankie? I Heart Huckabees. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't watch Grace and Frankie, but I... I uh, liked it. Gwen liked it too, yeah. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It looked a little sitcom for me, but it's got four really good actors in it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And there's some parts where they're sort of overacting, and you're like, hmm. But like... But it's not laugh track, it right? It works. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, yours is a laugh track. Right, that's, right. That's how it ended up. I could not stop laughing. Oh, man, that's, a, so that's a pull quote right there. <laughs> um, you're a laugh track. Mel, Mayfair Theater. <laughs> Do not watch TV. Come to movies. Okay, yeah, uh, that's true. So when I was a kid, 
I saw Lily Tomlin in The Man with Two Brains. Mm. And the Man with Two Brains? Wasn't she in The Man no. with Two Brains? What was she in? Um, Incredible Shrinking Woman? Incredible Shrinking Woman, I saw that. But there, there was a... I th- check this. I thought she was Kathleen in... Kathleen Turner was it. in Man check with it. Two Brains. Check it, check, check it. it. Internet. Um, but she was in a bunch of weird movies when I was a kid. And 9 to 5. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and 9 to 5. 9 to 5... Um, I saw it in a theater. My, I would get brought to, move, brought, brought to movies that weren't just, like, kid movies. Your mom was cool, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so my mom brought me to 9 to 5, and I don't know whether it was just because it was, like, you know, $2, 250 Tuesday, and she's like, I want to see this movie. Still sort of appropriate. <laughs> so I remember seeing that, and I remember, like, the weird stuff, like Shrinking Woman. Um, Have you seen Nashville? Nashville, She's yeah. excellent in Nashville. And my mom knew her from the slightly previous, the previous generation of doing television stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Laugh-In. Laugh-In, exactly. Yeah. yeah, my mom would have been, been a kid or younger when Laugh-In came out. I remember her face from old episodes of Sesame Street. Yeah, me. yeah. And she's just, like, every interview you see, you're just like, I want you to be my mom or grandma. Grandma, Like, yeah. she's just <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, and, so if you need to feel cozy, yeah. I think this is the movie. And, and this is one of those, the, these modern movies that just has that kind of, I wouldn't even say dark, but just that, that slight edge twist that wouldn't exist in a movie 20 years ago. Like, 20 years ago, this would be the exact same movie, but it would be the kid saying, I need rent money, or the kid saying, I'm going through a divorce, or my husband cheated on me. But in this, it's a dramatic comedy around abortion, yep. which would never have happened a short while ago. And now just kind of our society... Even Juno was, like, afraid to talk about it, even yeah. though was talking about it. Yeah, and so... Just whether it's, it's like the stuff we're more comfortable with and the stuff that we, we joke about or are, t- are comfortable to talk about, whether it's thanks to, you know, your, your daily shows and your, your, your certain brand of stand-up comedies and your certain kind of, like, styles. I think there's a lot more conversations happening these days that, that yeah. mean that certain people feel more fervently about things. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, the, the 30 and 40-year-olds directing these films grew up in a different world. Well, I think this is from the director of... American Pie, or someone involved. That's right. With, yeah. It, yeah. I noticed that too. It's 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 a very different take by it's Paul, Paul Witz, Waits, Waits, W E I T Z, yeah. I believe. Waits. Yeah. So he's done a, a little bit of a diverse background. But yeah, he did American Pie about a boy. About a boy. Yeah. And uh, he did one of those like <clears throat> fantastical kind of movies too. Being I think. Flynn. Being Flynn, which we showed the Robert De Niro movie where he's the homeless. Oh author. yeah. And I think he either wrote or directed. Golden Compass, or one of those, when, when Harry Potter was really at its peak and there was all these Cirque kind of... Cirque du Freak? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> he did one of these, like, Harry Potter wannabe movies. Because there was, like, Spiderwick Chronicles and Golden Compass, and there was, there was the, the Cirque du Freak, all these kind of, like, young adult things. But, so yeah, so he has had some mainstream success, and this is a very tiny, independent, and, and uh, short. It's, like, 80 minutes long. So nice and quick, short little story. And... It's always, you know, it's almost like in elections, like you can't get too far ahead because everyone's like, Oscar buzz, Oscar buzz. But everyone's saying that this is her Oscar film. This is mm-hmm. Lily Tomlin's going to win an Oscar for this movie. What are you implying about the election? What? <laughs> <laughs> are I we voted, going there? I voted already. <clears throat> Me too. I voted too. Yay! Man. So I'm, I've become like a shut-in. Like if you, like say you're dropping by and Mel would text and say, oh, I'm dropping by. And I would go, okay. But I'm if, also a shut-in, though, so I probably wouldn't But you drop wouldn't drop by. by. 
But if you did and just rang the doorbell, I would like peek oh out God. my balcony and be like, who's who's, who's at my no, door? I can't even walk towards, the, if something knocks on the door inside, it's like, oh my God, oh God. that's one of my neighbors. <laughs> it's just, so it's like, okay, sock feet slipping towards the door as quietly as possible, like trying to avoid the creaky part. Yeah. And then like... Sort of looking through the peephole, I can't. Yeah. I don't like people. So, so the the you don't like people, or you no. don't like peephole. People. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like people looking well, through the peephole. People, people. The um, so the politicians are out in full force, and uh, where I live, the the local conservative guy, his home office or whatever you call it, the 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 pop up office is like a block down. Oh no way! And just in my travels of like walking the dog or whatever i've seen them like and everybody like like the liberals the conservatives the ndp with like big stacks of flyers and kind of pounding the pavement and so i'm in a building with like eight units in it so when somebody comes and just rings everybody yeah i know who it is yeah. <laughs> i know it's one of the politicians and then when you go out later because you can hear all the doorbells probably yeah right? yeah and you're not allowed to do that like and, and what they're hoping for is that somebody just ordered like a pizza or something and let you in and then you're in the building but then if they come at your door and i have a friend of mine that happened once where they they busted in essentially and were knocking door to door they did that at my boyfriend's place not allowed you no. can't do that you know and then the dude shows up at the door yeah i'm not gonna say which party yeah yeah <laughs> but um but greg is like uh, well, so I already voted. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you're like, well, you're done. <laughs> like, you guys, see you next you, time. You already got my vote, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dude was just like. Didn't know what to do. Uh, Can you vote again? Oh, so yeah, I don't can't have vote to again. convince you? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Do you want well, a button? Can I use your bathroom? Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we went on. I was surprised they, they were open on, on Thanksgiving weekend. I yeah, thought they Thanksgiving Monday, no less. Yeah. Like the so we went in on Gwen and I went in on the tenth and just like lucked out. We walked in, there was no lineup. It was in a church basement and it was like bam, 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 five Same, minutes. It took me less than twenty minutes. Yeah. So I've heard some horror stories, but we just like, you know, I had I had my my photo ID, I brought some backup just in case. I bought a bank statement with my address on it and <laughs> right. Like, I brought my everything. Bill, yeah. My phone bill, my lease. Yeah. But it was like, no, the, the thing, and, and I've, for a long time now, this is what always catches my eye, catches my brain about the voting process in Canada. There's a bunch of lovely volunteers, a rickety cardboard box. They get paid. Oh, they get paid. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of lovely people time. getting paid, <laughs> and uh, a rickety box. <laughs> Like taped together yeah. with like a sign, a photocopied sign that says like "Yay voting" on it. That's my favorite part. Yeah. And then you go to like a little desk with a cardboard Dungeons and Dragons uh, 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 blocker on it. Yeah. You take a pencil and on the piece of paper write on it and then shove it in a box. And I'm like, this just seems like ready to cheat. And the person in charge, <laughs> the person yeah. in charge of the voting station. Yeah. They get paid more than the other okay. people. Yeah. Like there's. There's a hierarchy, right. and you have to have voted or worked an election before to be able to be like a person in charge. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that person brings the box home. Yeah, like it's. It seems our like, system is it's like really antiquated. It seems it's, like we're being very Canadian about all this. Yeah. Like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Judy, Judy will take care of the box. Have a good night, Judy. Here's the box. <laughs> and like, how many of these? Like, oh no, I I lost the box. <laughs> I put it in recycling. <laughs> And then are you at home, like, with new ballots going, like, oh, I just kind of, like... And then, like, 
uh, I don't know, the system of counting the votes at the end of the entire thing yeah. is like a little sketchy. And I know somebody, an acquaintance who lives very far away, um, did the early voting. Mm-hmm. And it's all old school, right? It's like putting your vote in a letter and mailing it to yep. Canada. And I don't know if this is any easier, but I'm like, man, I'm surprised it's not some kind of, you know, like email system essentially. And and I know that could be cheated oh, too, really? but it seems like that your stuff could get lost in the mail or just as easily. Yeah. What sort of blows my mind is that it's not publicized more. As soon as the election is called and your voting office is established, yeah. you can vote. Oh, yeah. You don't actually need to receive your voter's card in the mail and then go yeah. down to the church or across the street. No. You like can go down to the office and be like, hey, guys. Or if you find out that you're like on va- vacation that day or working yeah. out of town, there's all kinds of little sub-opportunities sure you, you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's pretty cool. Somebody said, and I am, I am not a sports fan at all, but as we were out to dinner last night and the baseball game was on <laughs> over our shoulder, so the Blue Jays are, are on to the second round, and somebody told me the the next Blue Jays game is on voting day. And if that they will have to set up polling hinder, stations. Yeah, like they should have polling stations. Like you can't get into the baseball game unless you voted. Oh. You you forty thousand people, like that'd be amazing. You gotta like put an X here and go, but it's um yeah, it's it's just, it's just the, the 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 paper and cardboard system we have fascinates me, yeah. and I don't have a better answer. But I'm always like, it's similar to the way we fill in the Oscar ballots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that any? Yeah, <laughs> like when we show the Oscars every year. Well, but, but, uh, counting counting them yeah, at the end of the count, night is a lot yeah. like frantically it's, highlighting. It's like yeah. Elections Canada. Yeah, <laughs> but we use pens and sharpies. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing I noticed is that when I went to vote on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a long lineup? I heard no, like it was no, no, a nightmare no. in Barhaven. I live in Bell's Corners, and it's like it was. It took me like five minutes. Yeah, that's good. Um, but there was only one. Uh, I don't want to call it a booth. I, there was only one, one piece of cardboard. Station? One piece of cardboard. Paper yeah, yeah, cover. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all the um, candidates' names sounded like porn names. <laughs> oh yeah. There was a uh, a lot of the independents. Like one was named Tony Seed. Another uh, was Harry Splett. Weird. Uh, Sean Devine for the NDP. Yeah. Sean Devine is a perfect porn name. Yeah. Well, it's funny. And I voted, like, really fast. And I went back, and the old fellow was like, oh, that didn't take much thinking. And I'm just like, hey, look at me. Guess who I'm voting yeah. for? You know, yeah. <laughs> take a wild guess. But And the thing is, well, a lot of people, so I guess a lot of people have had a hard time with their advanced voting because yeah. there's only one polling station or whatever. My friend in Barhaven waited for like two hours. And oh, she yeah. said old people are leaving the yeah. voting line like crazy because it's too long and they can't stand up for that long. Yeah. Uh, and then she was like, oh, I think that this is a voter suppression tactic. But like the, in the back of my brain, I'm like, okay, if it's all old, old yeah. people leaving, yeah. you're in Barhaven. This is a conservative riding. Yeah. Shouldn't you like just give them a standing ovation for walking out? Like, thank you for taking. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, the, vo- the, you're probably voting conservative. Like, there's always different, but yeah, like theoretically, those are the folks who are getting uh, put on. Like, conservative folks will go to like an old age home and be like, "Come on, everybody, we're yeah. going on a field yeah. trip." Yeah. So it, it, the the conspiracy theory aspects, I don't believe. I believe they are an inept chain of events. Yeah. But I don't think they're really favoring anybody. Well, if they're like, trying to keep the lefties from voting, I think yeah. we're the Well, I'm speaking for myself, yeah. but like I, w- I would wait for three hours to vote because yeah. I really believe that... And it's the young, know, the young, passionate punks are going to 
go out and do Dude, it. They'll just pack sandwiches for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see. It, but it has it's interesting to see what happens in the next few days. Like there's on, four days left. I started a countdown on our chalkboard at home. So on the nineteenth, like whenever it closes at like six p.m. or whatever. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Something like that. Like yeah. at at nine twenty eight, is there like a line and people going like, oh, faster, faster. I think that. Well, I don't Actually, think they can rush anybody. No, I don't think so. Are they so. like, 9.30, drop your pencils? Like, man, that's I don't crazy. Know. Yeah. I didn't encounter that problem. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was working the election. But, yeah, but it's, it's you know, especially we're in Ottawa, but so I it's think all it over is, the like, damn place. But I think it is, like, you close the door. Right, If yeah, anybody yeah. shows up after that and there's like, oh, Let please. me in, I gotta it's vote. Like, Sorry, bud. Yeah. And really, then, it, it does come down to, like you said, there were... Plenty of opportunities beforehand. Cause like, yeah, but I wish it was more publicized. Like oh, yeah. As soon as the election is called, you can do it. Because yeah. anybody that I've talked to about at this election yeah. didn't know. And like yeah. then sort of made an effort to go out on advanced voting days instead kind of thing, which is awesome yeah. because it's, you know. Yeah. They, they set those up so that it's easier for you to get to. My, my, my elections office is on Carling. Yeah. Anyway. It's the same problem we have when after Christmas somebody says, you guys should play Die Hard. Yeah. And we say, we did play Die Hard. Yeah. Why didn't you research us better? But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I hate being a grown-up. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm so excited. I just want to be it? Yeah. over. Like, yeah. these four days cannot go by fast oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. I think we talked about everything. Yes, I'm looking at the chart. We talked about everything. We, well, we, we do oh. have a couple more premieres. You know, the only thing we did talk about... <laughs> the Room on Saturday night. The Room. Yeah. And so that's, God, Room 74, mm-hmm. 74th month in a row. And um, I'll just say it now while it's on my brain. Like, I was looking at some Audible stuff. And I, I just went back to, like, if you haven't listened to Greg's book, Disaster Artist, that's my recommendation for Audible audio book. Yeah. It's such a good book. Even if you haven't seen The Room yet, listen to that book. And it's a very entertaining book. Uh, but yeah, so we have the room kind of, so our, our Halloween edition of the room. So hopefully, I wonder how many Tommy Wiseaus we'll have in attendance. So, okay, what, Mel's looking at the internet. On October 24th and 25th, I believe we're showing the Back to the Future documentary. Yeah. Back in time. I'm excited about that. I, 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 for months, I've been kind of shooting that information at Lee because they've been in production. And it's been one of these uh, Kickstarter success stories where I can't remember the number, but it's one of those things like, we want X amount of dollars, and they made, like, double. Yeah. And, you know, in a, in a perfect world, we were hoping to screen this for, like, right on Back to the Future Day, but we're having it soon after, I believe. So yeah. three ba- days after. I yeah, so Back to the Future fans, uh, soon after you can come and watch this cool... Bring your hoverboards. Man, and... Please dress up. The Chicago Cubs are in the World Series race. Oh, my God. And they're the team that won in Back to the Future 2. So they're winning this year, basically. So, so yes. I don't want to be unpatriotic, but I'm kind of cheering for the Cubs to win because I think that would be cool. They should. Um, oh, and we are showing uh, um, Dangerous Men. Remember that movie I was talking about last week? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Lee yeah. and I watched it last night. It is... Um, did, did it hurt? <clears throat> <laughs> it it like, didn't hurt. I'll talk about it. It's, it's really hard to describe. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, if you've seen Miami Connection, it's it's in that vein. Yeah. But basically, it's a movie that it doesn't make any sense. Right. There's not really a main character. Yeah. Um, it's basically, um, it's this cop. He's engaged to this cute girl. Um, they go over to her father's house to get his blessing, but the father is, the actor playing the father is like the same age as the actress playing her daughter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, they go to the beach to celebrate. 
these two bikers murder the uh, the fiance the yeah uh, the man, and then they try and rape the the woman, um, but uh, she ends up stabbing one of the bikers. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It just yeah. it's it's hey, insane. No, no spoilers. It's insane. Yeah. Um, well, just to give you a, a couple of examples of its craziness, like there will be a shot of a locomotive going by. Yeah. And then it'll cut to a, a guy sitting in an office. Yeah. With no. That's very Ed Woodsian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very very Ed Woodsian, and it's very hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I believe we are premiering it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. So I think that's about it. I think we're about at our time. Yep. Cool. <laughs> we did it. Um, so we'll be back next week with uh, information about all these premieres that we just booked. <laughs> yes. Go to Harzantarg and eat some pierogies. And uh, audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. And have fun voting. Mm-hmm. And then come see a movie after you vote. Happy election. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>